0: They're saying monkey's back, and I fuck with that. They're saying monkey's back, and I fuck with that. And oh, is he back, and better than ever. Hopefully so. Hopefully the comeback is more like Jordan wearing a 4-5, and less like Ken Griffey Sr. returning to the Mariners to play with his son. But oh, is he back. And it's Tuesday, Tuesday, September. I I should have dates right. Fourth, I think. It's the day after Labor Day. I know that. It's the day after Labor Day. The hardworking people get honored. I think that's what the holiday is about. Hardworking people get honored. I thought it was a holiday about baby mamas until I was like 17. It's like, oh, yeah, they were in labor. But oh, it's Monkey back. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. A lot of shots fired since last week. I haven't been on since last week. I've been so fucking busy. But God, there's so much shit. There's so much fucking shit. Aretha Franklin's funeral was weird. Kaepernick got a job. And John McCain is dead. He's dead. Oh, but he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. He wrote letters to his family. It's good when you know it's coming I think cuz then you can like write letters to your family. You can have some like nice little trick pop up after your dad be like, "Oh my god, wow, it's like he's talking to us from the grave." You can uh you can say shit like that orange motherfucker better not come nowhere near my funeral or my family. Which I'm glad that Trump respected. Um and that sucks, you know. As a, you know every fucking president was there except Trump Nixon was there just he said anybody but Trump nobody you know i don't give a fuck trump doesn't give a fuck either trump's like that guy that kid in high school that uh you know he's not with the popular kids but he doesn't give a shit because he like knows the principal really well <laughs> he's never going to get suspended he's never going to get in trouble you know he just can't hang out with the cool kids but he's got an even better deal with the establishment shit daily bowel movements for prosperous knocked out about three before noon uh, as you all know that's how I dictate whether I'm going to have a good day or not however you really never know it still can be a shitty day but you just got to take it People like to put out good energy. This is how I know it's going to be a good day because this happened. Well, if it's not a good day, just take it on the chin and move on. It happens. Hell, if I have a good day, I'm shocked. About You know, <laughs> I'm not entitled to a good day. I'm no better than anybody. I'm not entitled to a good day. If it doesn't happen, it just doesn't happen. There's always tomorrow. Not always. You see that? Is it a pessimism just leaking out? It's just leaking out. But I am trying. I am trying to be more optimistic. My drinking has decreased by about eighty-five percent. Cigarettes have decreased to a, about ninety-eight percent. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Wouldn't you say so? Something that's been on my heart, and I wanted to talk about it. I just this story is just. Oh, it's an actor from, uh, well, most well-known from the Cosby show. He played, uh, I think, Lisa Bonet's husband, which Bill Cosby's son-in-law. He had a very big role in that show for five seasons. Um, he's been spotted working at a Trader Joe's uh, somewhere on the East Coast, right? So, uh, so, the guy's like 50-something now, right? And he's working at Trader Joe's. However... You know, and the whole thing is like there's been memes and pictures like, oh man, he didn't hit rock bottom just because he's been on TV and actors, though he's working at Cherry Joe's. But if you, the guy's name is Jeffrey Owens. If you look up Jeffrey Owens, this guy has been working as an actor consistently for 30 plus years. His most recent work was on HBO show Divorce with Sarah Jessica Parker, he's on season one. About a year and a half ago, he did a really good job. It's all seen, but he's been working like consistently as an actor. But that's just not enough, as we all know. I mean, all this, plur- you guys see the people on Instagram and stuff, and uh, with 100,000 followers and a million followers, and you guys assume they're doing good, they're not, it's just not enough. And this guy had the I don't give a fuckness in him to just be like, I'm gonna get a fucking job whether it's part-time or whatever, something, you know, he probably got it to get away from his wife, really, when he's not, you know, on set. But he was just like, I'm just going to get a job to hold me over until the next fucking role. That guy doesn't give a fuck. And I admire that. Um, so he's being, so there's there's about, <laughs> it started as, oh, man, times is rough. Tough times, blah, blah, blah. Now social media has turned him into some type of hero. For, you know, having the I don't give a fuck. And has to be like, yeah, I'm going to work at Trader Joe's. There should be no job shaming. They're calling it job shaming. He got an interview with Good Morning America from the job shaming. And on Good Morning America, he wore his Trader Joe's badge. This guy's a working actor for thirty years. There's actors that would give their left nut to have his fucking career. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he gets booked, and he's obviously a good thespian. You could tell. But I mean, the motherfuckers just like, I need a fucking day job. Like, not above that, which I appreciate because motherfuckers tried in my twenties. Motherfuckers job shamed me. People are like, oh, you work here, you don't work here. And it's just like, you're just like, oh. You know, people. Those people you're dating their families are like, oh, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a career. It's like, fuck you. I'm working. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. I box with him. What he says, he doesn't want is charity now, though. Like Tyler Perry already put out a tweet. Hey Jeffrey Owens, I'm booking. I'm 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 casting for the for the the old networks number one drama, man. Hey, you need a spot? You holla at me. He said he doesn't want that. He said he will go and audition for whatever, but what he doesn't want is from all this is, um, you know, like pity rolls, you know. I mean, he'll take the fucking interview, the Good Morning America shit, but he doesn't want to be booked just because somebody saw a picture of him working at Trader Joe's. You know, Tyler Perry already put it out there that he'll suck his cock or whatever Tyler Perry does or wants from... (laughs) Shout out to Tyler Perry. He puts a lot of uh, the same people um, in good positions. But yeah, the guy—I mean, he's working at Trader. It's not like he's working at Ralph's or a 99-cent store. Trader Joe's is a uh, premier fucking grocery, premier grocery spot. Your premier—it's a premier. It's one of the places that pays a little more, unless you don't get shot to death you're fine, you know, the managers there make, you know, I think more towards, upwards towards 70,000, a year, that's good stuff, man, and uh, this guy, oh, he did want to make it known on his interview that I was watching that he went to Yale, so he put his Yale hat on, like, you know, I don't give a fuck, already. but the whole job shaming thing is like, you guys got to stop that, bro. Because everybody on Instagram either doesn't have a job or if the person with 100,000 followers saw, you saw them at their real job, they would go fucking hide. Because they're probably working at fucking like a Hawaiian barbecue spot or something serving people. So they need to chill on that. This guy is an actor, not well known, but working. People would give their left testicle for his career. And he still had, you know, had his ego wasn't big enough to say, hey, I'm going to take a job that's flexible for me that still allows me to be in the industry. And, you know, I fuck with that. I'm not going to call him a hero or something like people are doing or trying to get him, you know, trying to put him as the next Spider-Man and shit because he worked at Trader Joe's and took it like, you no. Know, but good for you, buddy. Good for you. Cause people sh- job shame my broke ass, so I already know how that must feel to take that ego hit. You know what I'm saying? So good for you, man. That's what, that, that's been on my heart. Look it up, Jeffrey Owens. Look up Jeffrey Owens. His character on the Cosby Show, I didn't really like, but you know it was it was it was the biggest show, and he had a role on there, and that's what he's most known for. But he's been working for over 30 years ever since. Just look him up. And there's a picture of him at Trader Joe's looking very, 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 very regular, which he wanted to make sure that people know was Photoshop. He's like, because I don't look that bad. <laughs> He's very much a fucking thespian. He's very much a fucking Yale thespian. Hey, I uh, almost had a guest. Almost. You guys, it's, it's almost the first time with some dialogue going. I actually got some really good stuff with a fellow comedian of mine uh his name's Scott. Uh, we had some really good stuff going, but uh decided not to release it yet. Um, but almost had a guest, first guest of this podcast, which, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this podcast is about to this day, and I won't know. Whatever's on my heart, and I highly encourage you, as always, to uh, that 15-second fast-forward button is a hell of a feature, man. It is especially good for us millennials who can't pay attention to shit. We don't give a shit about shit. Except plastic straws. Um, And watering. Agriculture. For some reason we care about that stuff. Um, But yeah, everything else is just like whatever, man. It's just like whatever. They're saying a monkey's back. Oh, I love L.A. I love L.A. so much. Went on a little trip this weekend to Lake Tahoe. Came back, I was so happy to see a Mexican. Or just somebody of color. Oh, it felt so good. But yeah. I think my traveling days are uh they're up for a while, you know? If I wanna travel um outside of the city I'll go to Torrance or uh or uh fucking uh there's another good place to go outside of the city. I'll go to fucking Moreno Valley or something. I don't know. But but I think the traveling outside of uh too far outside of the county is I've had my f- fair... I've had my dosage of it. And I'm good. I love LA, man. It's so diverse. It's so diverse. It's such a great city. I can never live anywhere else. I would never live anywhere else. I've never wanted to live anywhere else. I got people that live so many places. I don't know how they do it. I want to live here now. Now I want to live here. I think I'm going to try this out. Maybe this is the place for me. I've never had that problem. But maybe I'm fortunate because I was born in Los Angeles, California. See the Sinai's Hospital in fucking Beverly Hills. I came out the womb like, oh my God. Like, where's my fucking water? Um, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, there's nowhere else that I would want to be, you know. There's nowhere else, and I'm fortunate. I just feel bad for the people that are born in, like, Wisconsin or Iowa or something like that because, yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to have desires to be somewhere else. But luckily for me and a lot of people that I know, um, our families migrated here well before we were born to Los Angeles. They migrated here. They made the sacrifice. They got in while it was reasonable. (laughs) They got in and got established. I don't want to say cheap because I don't know relatively when our parents came here or in our fort, you know, if it was cheap or if it was just reasonable, but they came here, and we were born here, and we're fucking lucky. just wanted to get that off my chest. We're fucking lucky. And the people that have migrated to L.A., I don't know. You'll always call another place home. I don't know, but it feels good. L.A.'s home. I've never wanted to live anywhere else, never wanted to go anywhere else. Every time I travel, I always want to go fucking back to L.A. But that's just me. But shout-out to the people that love exploring shit and uh being different places and uh or accepted everywhere and like you know love that type of stuff like, I mean, that's good I mean I'm not saying I way is right like I wish I was like that I just don't, I mean you know the most exploring I'm gonna do now is probably uh right before you get to Orange County because I'm not going to Orange County anymore but I'll probably stop like right at like Buena Park um <clears throat> that'll be the most exploring I do from now you know or Norwalk or some shit you know Colin Kaepernick got a job a j o b you tommy you ain't got no j o b caps like i got a j o b it ain't on the field, but I got the j o b Nike took the ballsy fucking move for their thirtieth anniversary just do it campaign to put Colin Kaepernick as the face. Colin Kaepernick has the face with all that fucking, with all the fucking shit around him. And middle America has a huge problem with it. You bet your ass. You bet your asshole they got a problem with it. Middle America is pissed. The 51 percenters are pissed. The people that matter are pissed. They made this terrorist the face of Nike. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm reading, I swear. Nike put out, offered a 30th campaign, a picture of Colin Kaepernick's face. I like his face. It says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Just do it. Middle America saying, I will never support Nike again. They made this cop-hater, American-hater person the face of Nike. First of all, the face of... Chill out, bro. There's been so many fucking campaigns. They've had rookie fucking NFL 18-year-olds on a campaign. Was, that's not the face of Nike. Trust me, LeBron James is more the face of Nike than anybody. Tiger Woods is always more the face of Nike than any fucking one campaign, okay? So just chill out, middle America. I'm sure you have your white golfers that are the face of Nike and even more so than this and stuff. So just chill out. White people are burning their Nike gear on their front lawn like a fucking cross. Burning their Nike shoes on the lawn like a goddamn cross in the '60s. Maybe not do anything reminiscent of uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Like, you know, yeah. maybe burn it out in the, like I don't know, put it in a pit or like on the lawn. Like one dude forgot to take his shoes off while he burned a little shit, and he took them out and his shoes just left them burning on the lawn. He's like, "That's it from fucking Nike." That's a goddamn, I'll never support these motherfuckers again. Put a goddamn America hater on the goddamn man face of Nike. That's right. White people are burning the ugliest Nike gear I've ever seen in my life. They're burning shoes that look like new balances. Hey, what kind of customer are you? Another person said, "I can't believe they put this police. He wore socks that depicted pig police as pigs." Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Fuck the police shit. And there's a thing going around the internet. It's telling white people, "Hey, instead of burning your fucking expensive Nike gear." Or, which, you know, because the uglier the shit, the more expensive it is. I'm telling you, this is like country club Nike wearing motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a big demographic for Nike, actually. People think niggas buy too much Nike or a lot of Nike, but niggas, niggas buy it, but niggas make up like 12% of the country. Like, that ain't, <laughs> people think Nike going to do better than this or put them on his face. I don't think so. It's the 51 percenters buying their shit and having shares in their shit that fucking hits them. And that's who fucking hits the NFL. And that's why the NFL caters to the opposite of what Colin Kaepernick was trying to stand for or kneel for. You know, even though their workforce is about 80 percent African-American, they don't give a fuck because their revenue force is the 51 percenters. And that's what's more important to them. So like we got to put a stop to this and we got to blackball this guy and this whole movement and start making some rules, and continue being tone deaf, and institutionalized fucking, these fucking people, don't let the prisoners take over the prison, right, So people saying Nike gonna do better, because of this, I don't believe that, I think that this is a very ballsy move for Nike, I think that this is just like, uh shit Nike, um, you know, niggas, we, normally we buy Nike when it's in Marshalls or, like, Ross or something. That's the only time I can afford it. Like, if there's some cool leftover, it's probably from last season, but I don't give a fuck. That's the only time I buy Nike. That's the only time I can really afford it is when I'm at Marshalls and there's something, like, bearable to look at that just that's Nike. It's a much more reasonable price than just going to the Nike store. But old Billy Buckingham with three houses, living in Rhode Island. The Country Club with all his Nike golfing gear and his fucking nike fucking shoes and and uh his workout gear hey and the shares in Nike and his you know y- you're gonna lose them that's why the n f l didn't fuck with Tappernick, so that's a very ballsy move Nike, but Nike's like, you know what nike makes nike uh makes the n f l jerseys, but they also now they just got to deal with the n b a jerseys and the n b a has much more marketable people much more, LeBron James, you ever heard of LeBron James, oh, that fan base will never go away, never, that's right, you ever heard of Kobe Bryant, little guy called Kobe Bryant, yeah, that's who Nike has, they're like, fuck all you NFL, they're like, we're gonna do this, so, I see it in that sense, but. Middle America's mad, and I wish this, this was something that I had to be mad about, I could play about. You know what I hate about America? They put a quarterback on the Nike campaign. It's time to do something. Let's go burn some tiki torches and some shoes, some sneakers. Because it's the same people, let's just be honest. It's the same people burning tiki torches that are burning in their Nike sneakers in the front lawn like a fucking Klan member. That's so fucking genius. Maybe not be so reminiscent of a fuck, like, ugh. But these are mostly Trump supporters, so you can't reason with them. He's just trying to reason with a Trump supporter. It's like, because they're saying, hey, instead of burning your fucking expensive Nike gear, how about you go donate it to the uh, the homeless veterans that you care so much about being disrespected by Gabbard kneeling. That's what's going around the internet. Which makes sense instead of burning it, go give it to the veteran people that you care so much about that are that are in shit from the country because the country doesn't give a shit about them after they serve. That's my dad. So, well, I'll do that, but that would be sens- sensible, reasonable, but you can't reason with Trump supporters or people like that, 51%ers. Look, if you're at your office or at home, like look up to this wall. Up, look up. There's a ceiling. It'd be like trying to reason with that, a wall. Like It's no point. She's going to burn it all. Burn it up. Can't believe they put a fucking terrorist on the goddamn uh, uh, face of Nike. Uh, they put a fucking terrorist. And guess what, Middle America? Guess what else? Guess what else? I got a secret. Nike's been making fucking hijabs for like four years. Fucking hijabs for the Muslims. For like four years. They got them in all sizes. Even for the big-headed Muslims. Fucking work out hijabs so when they work out, they, they, they can still... <laughs> It's like dry fit hijabs. Can you believe that shit? Fucking Nike. Nike supports ISIS. I, f- I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. They're making the hijab. I fucking knew it. That's what they mean by just do it. It means just attack. Just a, just do, Just fucking do it. I will never wear a knock again in my goddamn life. I'll stick to the goddamn Walmart brand where I get my guns. Yeah, you stick to that. That's very ballsy of you Nike But just be careful Cause I know you think niggas buy a lot of Nike But niggas don't make up a lot of the population I know we're stupid And we'll spend our money on fucking shoes and shit Before we pay our rent But this is a small percentage Of the fucking fucking Consumerism Sorry (laughs) But kudos to you Nike There's a meme or whatever you call it of the night the Kaepernick campaign picture um, there's a uh, remake of the picture that I would have laughed at if my white friend hadn't said it to me I would have laughed at it but um, yeah it's of uh, instead of Kaepernick's picture it's Osama Bin Laden and it says the same exact thing uh, (laughs) believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything just do it and it's Osama Bin Laden instead of Kaepernick (laughs) but that's exactly how they see it and that's um, pretty sad and that's pretty shit it's like man I wish I had that little that was problematic to me like you know I wish I had that little Problem or interference with this country That that I just see a quarterback As a fucking terrorist But that's that I feel like I need to um, Yeah Apologize Um, I think we all saw some clips from Aretha Franklin's funeral Um, Aretha Franklin's funeral was 17 and a half hours long, and, um, God, I just feel like I need to apologize, as a black man, um, Ariana Grande was molested at the funeral, by the pastor, you know, on behalf of all black men everywhere, they... They give inappropriate. My dad gives inappropriate hugs to every young lady that he meets. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not quite Catholic priest wrong level stuff, but it was it was perverted and it was very wrong. He apologized, and if his apology wasn't like for fucking more followers, then. I wouldn't feel the need to apologize, because the pastor did apologize. Um, When Ariana Grande, it was her turn. Uh, After she sang, or before she sang, he asked her a couple questions or something, and basically grabbed her tit and held on to her for 45 minutes, and it was very uncomfortable for everybody around. I could barely watch the clip. Um, Not to mention, she was eye-fucked by Bill Clinton, Jesse Jackson, and uh, some other fat shit over there in the corner. Um, but the pastor did proceed to grab her titty and insult her and say he didn't know who she was, but, um, he got a good hold of that tit while he was, uh, what you would call hugging her, um, and I'm sorry, and he apologized, but his apology was very much, uh, black pastor church apology, um, which is, by the way, this is gonna get me more tithes and followers, you better know who the fuck I am, in Jesus' name, amen, Oh boy. That was a tough watch. Um <laughs> Fourthly, the whole Aretha Franklin Franklin's Memorial was overshadowed by how absolutely ridiculously long it was and how it seemed like everybody there was like all fucking opioids or something. It was weird. It was very weird. The only reason Ariana Grande was there is cuz she can fucking sing. She can blow. Otherwise, I mean, there's not much connection She can do an Aretha song We know that And um, from the looks of it um, <laughs> She's what the people <laughs> She's what the males requested I don't know man I just feel bad I mean I've, I'm i sure Pete Davidson is somewhere like Oh hey I don't care Oh well we're all right uh, uh, Guy for uh, uh. Fuck Somebody grow up my girl like that, I'd be like, in Jesus' name, you getting your ass whooped. Hallelujah. Fuck. I'm sorry, and that's the reason I can't go. Fuck. I would love to go to a, a black church, but the, the, the service is four and a half hours long. They're singing. The pastor's saying the same shit in a different way each week, just louder and louder each time. And the enemy is going to try to take you down. And the next week he's like, and the enemy is going to try to make you fall. And the next week he's like, and the devil is going to try to trip you up. It's like, nigga, you just, it's, the, <laughs> it's the same fucking message. Just each week worded differently and said a little louder and I'm a little more I'm a little too uh, intellectual for that like my IQ goes a little above that I mean everybody's gotta have faith in something I believe that but god damn these guys I thought having this podcast made me a narcissist well that's not what made me a narcissist but that's what made me do a podcast being a narcissist but god damn imagine if I had my own church holy fuck imagine if I could profit off that shit which one thing my mother did tell me? Oh, the mother she is. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think your calling is to be a preacher. I said, well, there's some money in that shit. You know, I can manipulate a group of people. Uh, that might not be a bad idea, bitch. So <laughs> I think she. Uh, you know, she says she had it in a dream or whatever fucking crazy shit she comes out of her mouth. But I actually thought about that. I was like, oh, manipulate a group of people. Call it a non-profit organization, collect money, no taxes. That doesn't sound like a bad idea, mother. Just stay the fuck out my way and I might pursue this. <laughs> oh, monkey fresh podcast. I have enjoyed um Talking back on here. Uh, it's it's been a minute. I've been so busy. But um guests like I said, coming soon. I have one with another comedian. It's really funny. Figure out when we we're gonna release it. If um hit me up on Instagram and follow I'm on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh Whatever fucking else there is Where you listen to your podcast And um, This will talk more tomorrow Because there's so much more shit That I want to cover And there's some really fucking funny shit That I didn't even get into Because I try to keep these things Around 20 minutes 25 minutes Just because of our attention span now Because I know when I see a podcast And it's like an hour long I'm like fuck that Guy's not that important But yeah until tomorrow folks